1: Are in the eye of the hurricane with Coach Shakur, the official podcast of Manatee Hurricanes football, with your host Chad Choate and head coach of the Manatee Hurricanes, Yusuf Shakur.
2: Welcome, everyone, to In the Eye of the Hurricane with Head Coach Yusuf Shakir. I'm your host, Chad Choate. We thank you for joining us today as we talk a little bit about Manatee Hurricane football. Uh, as always, I'm, co- I'm joined here by Head Coach Yusuf Shakir. Welcome, Coach. Thanks for joining us. Thank
3: you, thank you, Jay. Always great to be here
2: with you. So <laughs> thanks. So let's get into into last week's game. Uh, wasn't the outcome that we won. Forty five nothing loss to Lakeland. Um, just give us your overall thoughts of the game and and um, and what your feelings were.
3: I think offensively, uh, we had some shots, had some chances. You know, dropped a couple passes. Uh, so we have opportunities, and I think if we make a couple different reasons on some things, you know, we, we have a shot to be successful. I think probably in the first half alone, probably left about 17 to 20, 24 points on the field offensively. Uh, and I think, you know, that switches a whole lot of momentum, especially when you have a lot of kids playing in the varsity game. For the first time, I, I think that changes a lot of things with their psyche as far as that momentum goes. Uh, defensively, I think for the most part on the interior, we played on the interior, very they're decent. Uh, didn't get anything vertical on us. A lot of things was off, off the edge. Uh, so that's the thing we have to work on, you know, just sitting the edge and having those guys. I, I think a lot of our kids on the edge are just trying to do too much, trying to play two different things. Um, that they're trying to, and what I mean by that is that they're trying to, stop the vertical, but then trying to stop anything that's going horizontally. I mean, you can't do both, uh, and, and that's what I think a lot of our kids were doing. Uh, they just have to go ahead and just be feeling stop the vertical push. As far as the edge is concerned, like sometimes the kids jump feel, they should have squeezed. And those are things that you, especially with your edge guys, you work on a lot during the kickoff classic. You probably see it, especially when you watch the Florida, in Miami game, you know, a lot of the big plays were really off the edge. They really, right. A lot of things were really up the middle. Uh, so at all levels, you, you have to secure that edge. And especially when you have some new guys playing, they have to understand that they, they, they want to do both, but they can't do both. Uh, and, and so that's always a good thing, though, when you have kids who want to make plays instead of just sitting back waiting. Uh, we just we just didn't squeeze things and make it bounce an extra gap for us. And, uh, you know, when Bowman gets that angle, you um, then, and our kids saw some elite level talent. They saw a, a back that's uh, committed, part of the best one, if not the best one, the best backs in the country. Um, Bowles was committed Clemson. Then on the edge, uh, they saw the big time receiver. That's a uh, that's actually he runs for the Olympic team, running. Aaron Olympic, Aaron NBA. Smith, yeah. right, number ten. And so you know they saw some elite level talent on the edge with those guys, and and that's basically who they were getting the ball to, uh, those two guys. And so our kids saw. Uh, the importance of being in place and not being out of place and what happens when you're out of place and you can see we love athletes sure uh, so i think that's the biggest thing you want to your kids to understand because when you do get into the playoffs and you do get in those big-time district ball games You're going to be playing against those type of athletes at some type of level. I don't think we'll see those two cats on the same team again (laughs) as far as you besides them. Uh, But I think it was a great lesson for our kids to understand how important discipline is on defense and being in the right place consistently play after play and not trying to guess. Uh, that's the biggest thing a lot of kids, have. well, I thought coach, you know, it's just teach them to trust their eyes and to trust their reason. I think that's the biggest thing when you have young kids or inexperienced kids that haven't played in the system before, in your system, just kind of how to do things, how to operate in that level. So I think it was a, um, I think it was a good test for us. Uh, special teams was was not our best night, um, you know, in the second half. Uh, so uh, two touchdowns we gave up were both special teams touchdowns. Uh, when the kids like because they punted more than in, in the last two years in any other the game. Yeah. Right? Well, that is true. Uh, we did. But, it, and also of the silver liners and things and the positive things that, that we can we can take from it uh, in, in moving forward. And like I say, you know, go against a team that's a, a very highly talented team that had a game the week before and us just kind of coming out fresh. I got alluded to the Florida-Miami game. You know, a lot of people were talking about, oh, man, they look like that. You know, neither one of those guys had a chance opportunity to play at game speed. That's, sure. People don't realize what game, how game speed is really stable. like, When well, you can practice, coach, but practice practice at the game speed, anybody yeah. can tell you that. Uh, so uh, with, with, with those things, and you just have a chance to get that in that kickoff classic. That was the biggest thing I always want to take from the kickoff classic is for the kids to see game speed, see those opportunities. And then on top of that, to be able to get some of these um, bad habits out of the system or or some of the guessing or just to reinforce some of the positive things that they see or that they hear uh, from practice. Nothing is like experience of learning of how to do it and what to do on those things.
2: Uh, So, you know, just talking a little bit, we'll go go defense first. Um, We talked about last week in the podcast before the Lakeland game, how they like to pull, and they like to pull those backside guys. Mm-hmm. Explain a little bit about. You talked a little bit about um, our edge guys, and, and specifically squeezing, so that way it bounces outside. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little more about that. Explain a little more to some listeners may not know that that lingo. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talked about when they pull that, here comes an extra gap. Yes. So what would you have wanted those guys to do on the edge?
3: Well, basically, first of all, they had to squeeze that that play side because they're on the play side. They're down blocking first. Uh, and so, what we were, going, we were going up field, and we were creating actually two gaps and not taking one gap away. So, when that guy squeezes, we had to squeeze with him, and then we had to attack the puller to, so they couldn't create an extra gap. Uh, but we were, we were running up the field, we created two extra gaps, which puts your second guy in a, in a bind and had to play an open space. And then the, the basic running back has a two way go. And what the thing is, you know, when you get dealing with an elite level athlete, you don't want to give them a two-way You don't wanna <laughs> you want to give them one. So, yeah. uh, those, and that's where the thing was happening. We weren't squeezing and we weren't taking away um, the initial point of attack, uh, vertical point of attack. And that's the thing that when people, because uh, your edge guys, you got basically that's the, at the end of your defense or at the end of the line of scrimmage. Uh, of course, the corners are the edge uh, of the total defense. Uh, and that's why the, the sideline is so important to them. For them, especially those kids in the boundary, uh, kids that that play in the boundary understand that that sideline is undefeated. Uh, yeah. that, that's always the extra defender because defense really has two extra defenders uh, every play on both sides because of the sideline. So they just have to make sure that they hit those things vertical and they don't let those things bounce and get to where that that offensive player has space to still maneuver and make, and have room to basically make a play to get vertical. Uh, that's what we mean on those edge guys. We just weren't squeezing and we weren't, when we were attacking, when they were attacking us, we weren't attacking them. We were trying to sit and wait, trying to, See which way they would go. Uh, they, would try, I can say they're trying to play both. They're trying to play the edge, and then they're trying to attack, too. You can't do both. you got to just go ahead and attack. And then that's why I tell the kids, hey, we have second-level and third-level guys, next-level guys that will come flowing, and you keep that guy running to the sideline. They got it's time that, to get there. Exactly. And that's where I thought just
2: watching the game again after it initially – uh I thought the same thing that when when and for everybody out there when you don't when they don't squeeze mm-hmm. um and allow that running back now to bounce a little bit further outside it, it gives that more time for the linebackers to get there and I didn't think Porter and I know we, we had some injuries there as well and um uh, but Hyman and, and they just didn't have a chance to get out there because it was already well and, up the field
3: and, and a little bit too though you know um we were, were we weren't consistent with our reads in the middle, uh, and, and people have to understand when you're playing against a team that's a that's a power and a gap scheme team, you have to be consistent in your reads. You can't take one one false step, especially when you have a back like Bowman <laughs> exactly, because he's going to hit it. And he's going to hit it faster than you know. We haven't seen that that in our practices. We yeah. haven't seen a back that that one step puts his foot in the ground and he can get vertical right now and explosive. Uh, so, you know, the intricacies of their steps and how they read and, and really their angles coming down. We was getting too too caught up in the clutter and so more so what they were too worried about the vertical push inside and trying to take take that away, that the angle they were getting so they were basically what, they, what we call it getting caught up in the trash. Yeah. They were getting too close to the line of scrimmage and not coming down here at their angles. And, and anxious linebackers get that. They have to understand, they have to stay patient in that middle and just trust their steps.
2: That, that's what it looked like. It looked, you yeah. say, anxious. And, and um uh, you know, although fortunately it's it's a little bit of 2020, you watch your linebackers going downhill. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they got to learn to read and be able to scrape and, exactly. and go that way. And, and so I, that's why I, I, I saw that same thing during the game. Just thought they were just too anxious to get up field yeah. when there was nothing there. It was closed mm-hmm. gaps and we're running into our yeah. own D linemen. Um, talk a little bit about so let's slip to the slip to the offensive side. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a little bit of a struggle just to get things going. I think we only got one or two first downs. What what's what's been working on this week? You know, to kind of move that is is and and here's the thing that we've been talked we talked about after the broadcast. This is Jacques Green's first time calling with these kids. I mean, yes, he's been at practice for for mm-hmm. three or four weeks. But game situation, like we said, is way different. Yeah. So what's 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 something is, has anything really changed or is it just let's just get better at what we do?
3: Well, I think uh, a lot of our kids they were trying on the offense. They were doing some things out of character. They weren't sticking with the reads. They, you know, couple, you know, we weren't running our routes correctly. Uh, and, and I think that's just anxiousness. These kids get in and try to rush things more than anything else. I think I think that was our biggest thing on the offense. they they were they in the right place. They're starting to do the right thing, but then they're like, "Well, coach, I saw this. and so I gotta, like just stick with it." And that's what the, the film review showed. I kid, kids like, "Okay, coach, we got it. We, we just got to, we got to stick with it and just be patient with it and, and do the things that execute." And that's what a, a, a fast-moving team does to you when you haven't seen it. You get very anxious and you try to do things quicker and faster sure. than what you're used to. And doing. then you get down and score. Yeah. And then that even just multiplies
2: everything in general. They exactly. think that, you know, it's the first quarter and, oh, my gosh, we got to get back to scoring. Yeah. And you've got three quarters. why exactly. it's a four-quarter
3: game. There's no rush in it. Uh, anything, you got to stay in the quarterback playing this first varsity would, game. Would you – and I, no,
2: there's no excuses, and and, and I don't want to give any excuses – but a lot of this, to me, has a lot to do with, with not having a first game. When yeah. you have that first game in the kickoff classic, yeah. a lot of the stuff you talk about you see for the very first time in that kickoff classic mm-hmm. and are able to adjust. A lot of people talk about you know, your first – your your big gain in the season is from game one to game two. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like – you know, obviously, we're, we're not talking about this week, Palmetto, yet,
3: but do you feel like we've we've progressed in this oh, first couple of days of practice? Just this is a couple of days. The kids understand things a lot better, and they – they just experience that's that's just all it is really and you gotta understand you know um, people like well you know they just played one game but they are playing with guys who've been playing for three years you know I know you got some transfers involved them guys them transfers been playing for two and three years at other schools correct they have a a vast level of experience and so those kids uh, and and so, that, so they're able to understand things a little quicker and a little faster than some young kids that's playing for the first time. And it's not an excuse. Cause we don't, we, we're not going to make no excuse. Uh, we've got to perform better. We have to improve. And we, we watched the film and we saw what we need to correct. And that's the things we're going to do. So last thing, last thing before before
2: lately, because I, I would say. And uh, my coaching career it was you learn from those types of games, mm-hmm. but then you move on as quickly as possible. <laughs> you know, you, you learn from it and, mm-hmm. and you say, here's our mistakes and, and the kids see it mm-hmm. and then you move on. One one more thing before we before we take our break here and then get into Palmetto for for this week. What what do we have to do, do you think, to get Iro Jackson the ball a little bit more? Um, he's obviously one of our explosive players on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had his chances mm-hmm. but what is there anything is it is it scheme stuff is it uh just you know read you know regular reads regular uh that, that maybe we missed some reads what what do you think
3: that I think you said it dude I think he had you know he had his chances you know, he had opportunities you know, he had some chances to make some splash plays and we just didn't take advantage of those moments and you know and I and when we come out when we see our guys you know we want to make sure that uh, every kid has play opportunity and, you know we play within a system so uh, you know he's gonna get his opportunities. He's gonna get his chances. You know we just gotta execute it.
2: Uh, I know you don't want to get into too much of the exit got I gotcha. Uh-huh. <laughs> I told I told the Palmetto coaches last night taking tickets, and they asked me. They said, "What are you gonna are you gonna give us any good insight on the podcast?" I said, "Man, I'm too savvy for that. Bro. I'm too <laughs> savvy for that." Um, let's talk real quick about injuries. Some injuries. You know, did anyone want? Um, I know we went into the game in Lakeland without Ives um, mm-hmm. playing our, you know, our good defensive lineman. It mm-hmm. uh, looked like Saquon Martinez didn't play mm-hmm. as well, our, our linebacker. Um, on offense, Kyrie Jones obviously was hurt as well. Some of that plays a factor into, into the performance.
3: Yeah, we're well, talking about three experienced guys right there. Yeah. Alone. they at three very important positions, defensive line, linebacker, and running back, basically down your middle. Uh, so, uh, those things do affect you. But, you know, we have other guys that need to step up. And, like you say, uh, Sequel and um, Ryan they will be back this week. So, uh, that just helped us build a lot of depth. You know, now we have even more people to play, more people with games. Guys, experience. Games, and that's probably, uh, you yeah. know, a couple of years ago, I remember for the first five games, I was missing uh, seven starters on offense and defense. And, you know, we had a rough start to our season, but we're playing like nothing but young kids, sophomores, inexperienced guys. When all of them got back, well, we was, we was, we was rolling, you know, because yeah. everybody had a lot of experience, had a lot more depth, and, and our team became better.
2: Good stuff, Coach. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for the, the insights there on Lakeland. We'll uh, take a quick break, and when we come back, we will talk game two at Palmetto Tigers.
1: Champions aren't made by sneaker companies, social media, Or television networks. Champions are forged by Florida's merciless summer sun. One more sprint ran in the sand. One more set of bench presses. And one more hour of rep after rep after rep. Until perfection is reached. And character is made rock solid. Coming soon, the Hurricane Champions Foundation will provide the resources needed to cover the cost of special projects and gear needed to ensure that our Hurricane athletes, participating in all sports, have the resources and opportunities they need to match the size of their hearts and the depth of their dedication. The Hurricane Champions Foundation, supporting Manatee High School athletics. champions are made. Details coming soon.
2: Welcome back, everybody, to In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Youssef Shakir. I'm Chad Choate. Um, thanks for joining us again on this uh, segment. We're going to move into the preview of this, uh, this week's game versus the Palmetto Tigers. Uh, game two It's always nice After game one A, a, a disappointment like that To so let's get to the next game And rock and roll uh, And it's here Hopefully Knock on wood I know we got Dorian Dorian coming out in the uh, On the far east coast there um, First let's talk about That decision Was there any Any talk about Moving the game Maybe to Thursday I know Laker Ranch has already Done that mm-hmm. You know um, Any talk about Moving it up early Or no well, I
3: think you, you always Prepare for things To look at And you look at Two different situations uh, So You know Of course our you know, director in our they were looking at us, but they were looking at it. Then they saw even you know, where it was going, and also uh, you know the time, you know. It. So it's really, you know, we sit on the west coast, so we're coming on the east coast at, at first. So
2: yeah, I think we'll be okay, yeah, it'll be okay. At least for Friday night. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. And then of course, you know, uh, when that thing gets back in hope water again, uh, off the east coast of Florida, they're gonna look at and see how speeds up those things, but it's not really even. I suppose he you don't know, affect him until like as his father Right, to, like, right. Here. But, of course, things can
2: change. Yeah. There were, there were some Well, these may be some good. I mean, unfortunately, Hurricanes are not good omens for people who have to, to survive through them. But maybe for us as, a, as our mascot, maybe it's a little good omen for us. Yeah, you know, obviously. Hurricanes coming. Hurricanes yeah. coming to Palmetto. You know what I mean? Um, so let's get into, into Palmetto. Obviously, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago. We didn't end up getting the game in against Kickoff Classic against Southeast. We talked about a major rivalry. That was. Mm-hmm. You know, record the record doesn't necessarily is not in, 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 does not indicate how much of a of a rivalry game this is. When I say record, I mean our wins and losses versus them. Um, but the motion is just different in this game. Uh, it's very similar to a Southeast, how Southeast was in the early nineties and things like that. This game is, is extremely passionate. I mean, mm-hmm. especially when we go over there. How how the kids been this week, you know, are they gearing up? Are they getting over that loss from last week? Um, and are they moving that right direction for Palmetto?
3: Oh definitely and that's the reason why you play these type of you set up these type of emotional games because of the fact that and that's why we set up Southeast for the kickoff for the emotions high and they were gonna have to get the emotions high again for Lakeland. Uh, Because of the fact that that, of course, has always been a traditional uh, rivalry with Lakeland, Lakeland and Manatee, uh, especially the fact that Lakeland and Manatee used to be in the same district years ago. Uh, And really, all the great district battles, especially when there's only one team going, during that time, then on top of that, some of the playoff battles that Lakeland and Manatee used to have. So he had great tradition, great passion behind that game, and of course, Lakeland was the defending state champion. And then to come back and follow it up, you know, with the local game, another local game, I wasn't playing. And then, of course, we got with another local game, because local game kids always know kids the other kids in the been involved in high school football, you know how city rivalries are. Uh, even if you know it may be a little lopsided at times, you know you, the kids are still gonna get up that year for that game, and that's the biggest thing we want to make sure that we have during those time periods. Well, even last.
2: So last night, you know, the freshman playing, there was a lot of some varsity guys there watching it and stuff and already some chirping going on with some of the Palmetto guys, even the coaches and stuff. I know several of the coaches over there. And um, so there's always a little little trash talk, a little, you know, going back and forth, which is which is fun. You know, as long as it stays, stays clean and stays nice. So talk a little bit about Palmetto last week. They won um, their first game opener at home against Pinellas Park, uh, 27 to 7. Tell me what you see from Palmetto as far as offense, defense, just kind of your general, general feel for them.
3: Well, offensively, uh, they have some skilled guys that are very explosive. They have number one, number six, and number 13. Uh, those are, That's kind of the structure. That's a very different receiver, their deepest position. Of course, they have a good tailback and good quarterback, uh, too. Uh, so that's the deepest position that they have. Uh, they're big up front on the offensive line uh, defensively. Uh, of course, they have, they always going to have some skilled guys that can run and hit. And basically, that's the thing, having a good defense, you know, you can run and hit, you got a shot. They have some big guys up front, too, uh, that they're really set the point uh, for them uh, in, their, in their run game stuff. Uh, so, of course, they, you know, they, they're going to run the spread, and they're going to uh, run a spread down their own defense. Uh, they, they run the 4-2-5, and they run some cover three, and some, some different, they run a couple more coverages. Uh, and they did last year some things that that tell me they feel like they have some versatility in their second year, and their are secondary so that always helps you be highly successful. And of course, you know, they have a um, very good kickers. you know, uh, they're keeping coach Robbie Stevenson who alum does a great job with their kickers, uh over there year after year. You know, since I've been here basically this is the uh, third different kicker I've seen all of them have been highly successful guys and you know when you have different people and then the success and the success level stays the same, and that tells that very well, Coach. Uh talking about just
2: so looking at their offense a little bit maybe compared to last year, doesn't seem like uh, they're gonna be throwing as much I mean obviously it's only been you know, two games, kickoff classic and and a, and a uh, week one doesn't seem though that that you know I thought last year they were a more of a throwing team with, with some some running in you know aspects don't look like they throw as much I mean I don't know what the numbers were broke down balance balance yeah so I I kind of figured you know and, and again it's coming from they had a, a quarterback last year in in Marino's son that you know was was a quality quarterback yeah, and yeah. and threw the ball real well yeah. um, it doesn't it you know against Pinellas Park you know Pinellas Park can kind of come and go with talent um, and, and the way it looks. It was a hard-fought game. Though. I think we ended up being like 13-7 yeah, the towards the fourth quarter, and then they ended up ended up, you mm-hmm. know, pulling it out to make the score 27-7. Mm-hmm. And, again, I thought that – so just watching some of the film, same stuff we're going through, a yeah. little bit of just learning stuff mm-hmm. the first game. Yep. So I'm sure they'll probably
3: clean up some stuff as oh, yeah, well. Yeah, that be much better when they play us. Uh, like you said, that was their first game also, and that's first time they had a chance to kind of go out, hey – uh, the quarterback had been there before, but then he left and then came back. And so, you know, whenever you, you have a new quarterback kind of within the system again, you, you to feel some things, you're trying to see what they can do, what they can't do. Uh, you put them in some different types of situations. And, you know, they're they, they running some, run some tight end sets, some twenty personnel sets, uh, two back sets. Uh, and compared to spring, they're most of a lot of warm-back things. So they were doing a, a lot of different things as compared to the spring. And that's what you want to really try and do in your first outing. You want to try and do as many different things as you can, just kind of tinker and see what, what works, what doesn't work, or what things you may need to work on. Because you're trying to evolve as the season goes on. You're not just trying to stay exactly the same as you start the season. Um,
2: so you talked a little bit about their defense and, and their four two five, 2 Very similar to what we run um and and offensively, I would say you know very similar as well how does that how does that help us as we prepare you know to play them on Friday night th- that we see them you know the same as us on on practice?
3: well, I think it helps our kids because they see some of the same plays that they 've seen throughout the week uh' you know to be honest, it's only about so many plays you can really run and, and versions of it uh, so I think that helps our kids out a lot
2: so Last time you went over here to Palmetto, nasty weather. It had to come back on Sat on Saturday morning, and hopefully that doesn't happen. But um, going over going over there to Harley Stadium is always, always – uh, uh, we're always going to get their best shot. There's no question. With T we're always going to get the best shot of everybody most likely. But what is it like? I mean you were only over there for about maybe 15, 20 minutes before mm-hmm, that, that deluge came a couple years ago. Um, but our, our – how do you feel about going back over there You know With that environment Things like that
3: Well You know Our kids uh, Unfortunately You know Last Especially last year uh, We had We had to travel A couple different times Especially throughout the playoffs both our playoff games Last year on the road So Our kids are used to traveling uh, And that's the biggest thing and, You know It's just not that far <laughs> You know <it's> Yeah <laughs> About ten minutes So Our kids uh, Like I say, They've been used to Playing against these kids and knowing these kids, we just have to go out and just focus on us and just do the best we can do.
2: So you talk about knowing the kids, and, and you know, a lot of these guys played played little league with each other or against each other. And when we talked about Lakeland before, and just that anxiousness to try to do too much, how do you really rally a kid back? How do you how do you pull a kid back and say, you know, there's going to be a lot of emotion in this game? Um, and so there's going to want to be that to go back to, I got to do more. I feel like I have to do more. Mm-hmm. So how do you pull that back? How do you, as a coach,
3: how do you do that? I don't that? think you have to pull that back. I just think you just schedule those tough games early so the kids understand and process it, that they understand how to play in these game-type situations. I just don't, I don't think you ever really can control the kid, you know, because the kid is going to get high the most. You know, Jimmy Johnson always used to have to say, he always had to say that, you know, if I got to hold you back, you know then, you know, I don't know if you, you're meant for this. <laughs> right. So you don't, you don't want to hold kids, but They just need to understand how to manage it. And you do that by playing in those games and putting them in those situations. So that way they understand, okay, this is how I need to go at being successful in this moment.
2: So as we, uh, as we wrap this thing, the things up, we'll, we'll, we'll wish you luck coach this week. And, um, I think that we're going to see a totally different ball club from from us as we as we go in on Friday night, uh, as we head to Harley Stadium over in Palmetto. We look forward to seeing everybody out there. Uh, game times, obviously, at seven thirty. I'd probably get there a little bit early. Uh, our uh, our band usually takes up a good amount of section, so I'd encourage everybody to get over there early, watch warm ups. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as we pre- um, recap the game from Palmetto, and also we preview the game against Brain River High School. Until then, go games, go!